As years went by, I became more convicted about taking care of the needs of people, and I began to give more serious thought about a calling or a gift of hospitality. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me, and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today in our program with Angie Carson. Welcome, Angie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, your interests, anything you'd like us to know and what you're going to talk to us about today. Well, I live in Huxley with my husband, Byron, and we have four kids. Brandon is 24, Ellen is 22, she just married Gabrius. Yeah. Ryan is 18, and Megan is 16. Very good. And I like gardening, and crafts, and cooking, and music. And I'm an extrovert who likes my family and friends to do all those things with me. <laughs> Quality time. Quality yes. time. So what are you going to talk to us about today? Today I'd like to talk about hospitality, but specifically biblical hospitality. Yeah. I think uh, as women, sometimes we have a, kind of a wrong idea of hospitality. So I hope you're going to clear that up for us today. I definitely had wrong ideas about hospitality. Well, you're going to help us get right ideas. So a few years ago, you did a breakout session at a women's retreat, and it was about hospitality. And um, you referred to it at that time as more than just providing a good meal or having a clean house. You know, kind of uh, expand on that. Yeah, at that session, I talked about how God had very patiently and gradually changed my view of hospitality to be more like what he intends for it to look like. Hmm. In the early years of my marriage, I thought it was having our friends over for supper or planning mm -hmm. an awesome party. Which it can be, that can be part of. I, it can. I and you're agree. good at that. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was really important to gather people together and to be in relationship with each other. So I made nice meals and made the table pretty, and I invited people over a lot. Mm -hmm. And my practices of hospitality were basically fun. Hmm. To give more serious thought about a calling or a gift of hospitality. And I believed that God had gifted me with hospitality, but I didn't really know what biblical hospitality was. Mm -hmm. um, in those years, people at Cornerstone were starting to do some kind of dramatic things like adopting children uh, and yeah. becoming foster parents. And so God was starting to bug me about just um, taking some risks and doing hard things and sacrificing for my faith. And I didn't know, but he was getting ready to teach me his ways of hospitality. Because hmm. in the Bible, the word for hospitality means to love a stranger. And I wasn't hmm. doing that. Hmm. I was really convicted when I read um, the passage that says, When you host a banquet, invite those who are poor, maimed, lame, or blind. Huh. And you will be blessed because you can't re they can't repay you you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. And right. were you inviting anybody over who was poor, <laughs> I wasn't. maimed, lame, no, or No, I was inviting over people that were fun, yes. you know, and that were my friends. And we did a podcast last week about third place, which is, has a lot of this idea in it about go out and find the people with needs 
And don't use the excuse that I don't know anybody like that because they're everywhere. They are everywhere. And so, so your <coughs> biblical understanding, um, it changed the way you thought about hospitality. Completely. Yeah. So you're really, but I think you're really gifted, you know, at this anyway. Um, even before you understood, I always tell people that I feel like when I go to your house, it's kind of like going to grandma's house. It feels very warm <laughs> and cozy and That's you decorate wonderful. for the seasons and I don't do that. So um, tell me how that looks in your life. You mentioned something about it being risky. Now I would never equate those two words, hospitality and risky. Well, biblical hospitality looks more like humble servant than party planner. Hmm. And God had to teach me that hospitality didn't mean taking care of only the people I know and love, and that it didn't mean hanging out with people who look like me. Mm -hmm. um, he taught me that the words in the Bible that say, I was a stranger and you took me in, are there for a reason. So the risky part came when we were asked to host a Rosebud Exchange student. It was time for our family to love a stranger. Did that come, like, easily, like, oh, sure, we'll do it? No, <laughs> it didn't. So you're not naturally a risk taker? No, it, no. Okay. Uh, I drug my feet a little bit. Huh, I remember you talking about that and, and wondering if you should do it. Definitely. We moved someone to, into our home that we had never met before, and he was a 17-year-old boy who was on probation. Mm. And that's what felt dangerous and risky. Mm -hmm. It was not convenient. It was stressful. And during the time that he was with us, um, God showed me his character, and he stretched me and taught me more about himself. And it, didn't, it en did not end as we expected it to, but it was very good for my soul to love a stranger. Huh. Were you and Byron on the same page with this? Like when you decided to take in Levi, right? Levi. Mm -hmm. And Byron's your husband. Was that, uh, did either one of you say, no, no, I don't want to do this? Um, typically, I would maybe be one to find situations like this and bring to Byron, and um, he was the one that said, I think we should do this. I'm comfortable doing this. Huh. And he's normally pretty calculated definitely. about his decisions. He is. So that was definitely God. It was. I trusted that it must be supposed to happen. Right. And so huh. he said yes. And so? So after about six months... Levi moved back to the reservation, and I thought I had paid my hospitality dues because it was a rough time with it him. It was a rough time. But uh, six weeks later, a young single mom from Rosebud moved in with us with her two very young children. And that one had come a little easier because God had kind of changed our hearts and made us more open to loving strangers. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we got to become their family, and we supported and loved them, and they are still in Huxley, um, coming up on five years now, and we are very, very glad to have them as it, part, of your family. part of our family, just when your daughter in our got, lives. When they only got married, so I noticed that when they, they seated the family, Helena, right? Is that Helena. Helena. Mm -hmm was also seated up there with the family. Yes. Which I thought was really uh, a really neat picture of uh, how you included her in your family. Yeah, we, um, we love her children and love her and really just try to be parents to her um, as we would parent our own kids. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't easy when they came to Iowa and lived with us. 
but um, we really learned that helping bring joy to someone else's life reaps really big rewards, and our mm -hmm. family really got to experience that. What are just some of the things, we didn't really discuss this, but what are some of the things that you feel like Helena just kind of absorbed um, that she wouldn't have at the reservation from your family, maybe about parenting or about yeah, finances? She, or... um, she had us living, you know, all of us living under the same roof. And so she had us um, helping her with her kids and responding appropriately to them when they weren't obedient or well-behaved. And she saw us still love them unconditionally and love her unconditionally. And um, she'd probably never seen that sort of thing or not she, consistently, maybe. Right. She hadn't. There hadn't been structure in their lives. They didn't have a good sleeping schedule. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, and just um, just a loving, supportive family around them. One of my um, fondest memories is a, from about three or four days after they moved in, Helena had her 21st birthday. Huh, very young. And um, we made her a cake and sang happy birthday, and she blew out candles, and then she started crying. Hmm. And it's because she had never experienced that before. She never had a birthday cake. She had never had a birthday cake and a family standing around her singing happy birthday. Wow. And that, you know, four days in was kind of when my heart melted. Right. And I, I truly just wanted to love her with every ounce of my being. And you realized you could change her life. Yes. Yes. Huh. Yeah. What a story. So why is this, I mean, it's obvious that hospitality is affecting people like Helena. But why is it stressed in so many passages in Scripture? And maybe we aren't seeing it. So show us where you've seen it in Scripture. Well, I think that it occurs um, frequently because it's clearly something that God cares about and wants us to do. And, and Jesus did it. Jesus did it. And when we serve others, we're also serving Christ. And it's um, there are lots of examples through the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, and those examples really show us the character of God and how hospitable He has been to us mm. by overlooking our sin mm -hmm. and valuing us instead of treating us in yes. our sinful condition. Mm -hmm. And um, He was so generous to even provide a way for our salvation. Um, so that was the ultimate act of the ultimate hospitality. Act of hospitality. Uh -huh. Yeah, it. Um, I think the perspective of understanding where we stand in relationship to Him is much the same as what we can experience in society today, where He offered something to us, and we weren't in any position to repay mm -hmm. Him or do anything back. And we were undeserving of that. And that's exactly um, what our behavior needs to be towards people around us in our community, is just offering something even though they can't repay us. And, and Jesus often hung out with the people that were uncomfortable to hang out with. The tax, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the, yeah. the women that had had five husbands. He hung out with the people that were uncomfortable and had messy lives. 
Definitely. Yeah. He showed them love. He showed them compassion. And we should emulate that. Mm. And we have lots of examples to copy. That's right. That's why he included those stories in the New Testament, especially. Yeah. So, um, what does hospitality teach us about God? You, you mentioned a few things um, about God or about his kingdom as a whole. What's it teach us? Well, it teaches us his character, like I said before, and that he cares about orphans. He cares about widows, the poor, the lonely, the hurting, and the sick. And he wants us to care about the same things. And that's contrary to, to what the world mm -hmm. cares about. And um, it demonstrates things that he wants us and his kingdom to be about, like mercy and grace and generosity and humility. Hmm. And a story that comes to mind is um, of the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. um, so Jesus told this story. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for the, any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? This is the question that Jesus asked the expert in the law. And he replied, the one who had mercy on him. And then Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Wow, I've never thought about that as a passage about hospitality. But it is. And it's um, if we view ourselves as the man laying in the ditch, half, ditch half dead, uh -huh. and view Jesus as... The Samaritan who rescued him, I think it puts us in a position of feeling so much gratitude for what's been right. shown to us. Right. And then to hear the command to go and do likewise, I think it really can spur us on to be motivated to be that kind of a person. Who, right. You know, who's, that wasn't convenient. That, Not convenient. That, and socially, it was just very um, unacceptable for the Samaritan man to load him on, on his donkey and yeah. take him to an pay inn for and him. pay for him. And, right. and it was just a very, very contrary, again, generous, hospitable thing to oh. offer so much care right. to meet the needs of someone. Right. Yeah, this definitely expands my view of what I had previously viewed as hospitality. But when you show me instances in the Bible... Of course that's what it means, taking care of others, doing what Jesus did for us, which was the ultimate act of hospitality. So you're naturally gifted in this and kind of have a heart for it. I'm not. And I'm sure other people are saying, I'm not either. And so what can I do to develop my skill in hospitality or even uh, my eyes, train my eyes to see, look for it? 
Well, I think the first thing that we have to do is realize that we've busied our lives up so much that we don't have time for others. We don't have time to see needs of others, and we don't have time to meet those needs. They seem like an interruption when you're too busy. Exactly. So I think that creating margin in our lives allows some room for that, but you have to be deliberate and purposeful about how you manage your time. And basically, you just need to be willing to be available. Mm -hmm. And that even starts in our own homes. Um, if you have young families, you just have to have a kind of a spirit about you of being available. And then that can extend out into your community. And if you do have children at home, getting your family involved is a great way to teach them about Jesus and he's and his ways. Now, can you be hospitable to others and inhospitable to your own family? Oh, absolutely. How does that look? Absolutely. I think if you're just not willing to lay aside your own wants and desires to take care of the needs of someone else, and that can happen with your spouse and with your children and with your extended family, and it's all just about being open and available to meet the needs of others. Hmm. Sometimes those needs, um, especially when my kids were young, were harder for me, like the needs of attention and um, just the need to be noticed for them. One thing I remember is um, my youngest, Cole, he really wanted me, he wanted to play on our swing set, and he wanted me to sit on a bench and watch him play. <laughs> and um, he didn't want me to read a book. He didn't want me to do yard work. He wanted me to sit and watch him play. Um, that was hard for me, but I learned to delight in it when I saw every picture that came home that he had drawn was him on a swing and me sitting at a bench. And so I knew that was a need that I had to be aware of and I had to meet. It was that need for security that I'd yeah. be there. And he yeah. wanted my full attention. And it wasn't convenient. And it wasn't very convenient. Yeah. And it wasn't what I always wanted to do. But I think when we see that that truly meets a need, just like all of these things we've been talking about with hospitality, then we're really willing to put aside what mm -hmm. we're doing or what's kind of inconvenient and make this our goal to meet, to meet the needs yeah. of those around us. And we guard ourselves and, and try to avoid things in our lives that are inconvenient. And especially my personality guarded myself from doing things that were risky or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I have found a lot of joy in some of the very messy things mm -hmm. that we've been involved in. And I think God just blesses that and allows it to be a very positive Thing, and it's been a positive thing for, for your family. my family as well. Right. Things you can't always see the outcome or, or how you can't really control how it's going to work, but you still exactly. still invest in that. That's, yeah. that's super good. It's so good for your kids to watch that and your family to just be about that. It's a great goal. So what can we as a church, as a whole, um, do to express hospitality in our own body and to outsiders. Now, for listeners, we did a podcast last week and there's a lot of ideas in there that they talked about how we can look outward and um, and love our community. But do you have anything that you could add to that? Well, I think there are needs all around us and when we start creating that margin in our lives and realizing um, 
that we might be the person to help meet some of the needs and just having a willingness to be available. There's just a lot that can be done. And um, I know that one of the places I started was with my local public school. Mm -hmm. And the school nurse in those various buildings usually knows a lot about the needs in the building. They're very practical needs that aren't difficult to meet, usually just a financial commitment and Mm. some time. And those students in those buildings have other people, adults at home, and other family members in their lives who likely also have similar needs that are practical things that can Mm -hmm. be provided. And so I think school nurses are one of the greatest resources Mm for reaching not just the students inside those buildings, mm-hmm. but it extends it extends to the to the other people in those kids' lives. So you but you had to take a first step. You had to go and check with the school. Right. Yep. Yeah, so it probably is not gonna just fall into our laps. Right. Sometimes maybe. It yes. But just we're gonna be, have to seek it out. Seek it out and look around and recognize that you are gonna be part of meeting those needs. In the name of Jesus. Right. Because he said, go and do likewise. And so what if you meet needs and, um, you know, you're all in. I'm thinking about the kind of the Levi story. And it doesn't turn out as you expected or you don't get a lot of affirmation. What then? Yeah, his story, um, it felt like a disaster almost every step of the way. And I wondered when we had to move him back to the Rosebud Indian Reservation, I wondered, um, you know, God, why did, why, why did all this even happen? Uh-huh. And because I really wanted his life, Levi's life, to be changed. But um, really, our lives were the ones that were changed. And I just, I just had to embrace that, that, that I don't know what God's plan is for Levi's life, but he really changed us through that whole experience with us saying yes that we would let Levi move in with us and and going through six months of really messy um, life with Levi really changed our position as far as loving strangers. Hmm. I remember having lunch with you and you saying something about, you didn't realize how in, inward your life had become all about you and your family. And then when Levi came in, you realized you needed to look out and it really made you more aware of how kind of insulated you'd been. Definitely. And we started seeing needs that we hadn't even realized were around us and we started viewing ourselves as part of the equation of meeting those needs where before I don't think we really did. Huh. Yeah, that's that's so good. Um, and you know, if God asks you to do something and you're obedient, then that in itself is success. You know, and, and even if it feels like a failure, you can ask God, was I obedient? Yep, yeah. okay, he approves. And I don't think that hospitality has to mean bringing a difficult teenage boy who's on probation into your home to live with you. Uh-huh. That worked for our family at that time, and it was definitely loving a stranger but um, it can look very, very different and not as dangerous and risky. I think that'll be a relief to several and, listeners. Um, it might mean 
babysitting. It might mean taking a meal to someone who's sick. It might mean scooping a driveway for your neighbor who can't do it. It might mean taking someone shopping. It, it can just look very, very different, but it's just an openness and availability. Open your heart up and view yourself as someone who can meet needs of others. Right. Yeah, I liked how you mentioned being available. So we as women need to remember to leave those margins and not get too busy because then we won't be able to see and we won't be available. So I think that's, you know, one of the keys to this biblical hospitality. So I think as well, uh, I don't want to leave out the component of building relationship with the people that right. you're reaching out to. Uh -huh. If you scoop your neighbor's driveway, go have a conversation with them too and get to know them and that's you know let excellent. let your act of service be a catalyst for relationship uh -huh. there right but, let um, we talked about in the podcast for third place that uh, meeting a physical need can give you an in towards a relationship with that person yes and so use it in yeah. that way yeah i i really with this whole idea of hospitality i really try to think of what there are a lot of resources that each one of us possesses. It's not just a resource of time or money, but think about all your resources that you have to offer and have a willingness to offer them to a stranger, to your neighbor, to your kids' to friends, your kids' friends, just the people that come into your life. It's what Christians are called to do. And um, I think just any resource that you can offer is very important. Yeah, like the story about Helena with the birthday cake. Um, that's a very normal thing that a lot of us do. And we can include these people on those very normal things that maybe they haven't had an opportunity to experience. It's part of a family or part of family life. And so my kids would sometimes bring home kids um, that were their friends that really didn't have a great family life or their mothers or fathers weren't very present. And all I did was do very normal mom things for them or... Um, get up with them and uh, talk to them in the morning. And that seemed to be really something they loved because it was just, it was kind of loving them in a way maybe they weren't used to. Yeah. And I think that God has equipped us to all uniquely and that that's part of what you offer in your resources um, Yeah. as well. It's just really normal stuff. Normal stuff. Yeah. What are you good at doing? Just go do those things for other people. Uh -huh. That's that's really encouraging because we don't have to be, like, you're really gifted in this. I'm not, but we can still all do it. We can still all Absolutely. be hospitable. So would you like to pray for the women of Cornerstone and um, the women listening that we would learn to reflect Jesus in this area and that we would be known as um, to the community as being welcoming and hospitable? Yes, I would love to. Heavenly Father, thank you for each way that you have gifted us and each way that you've been hospitable to us. And God, we need our hearts changed in this area to become more like your heart. And God, I just pray that you would help us make those changes. Give us a love for the poor and needy that, that doesn't come naturally to us. It's just of you, God, and help us to have humility. God, help us to have a gentleness towards the needy and the hurting who are around us. That's, 
That's how you love, and God, we just want to love that way too. Um, help us to make room in our lives and be available. And God, as your word says, we want to be rich in good deeds and generous and just help us to be willing to share all of our resources. Just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Angie. Those are really great things for us to think about, especially as we start this new year. So thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?